Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Today, we actually, I've, I've come today to talk to you about distractive drivers. Uh, yeah, have you, have you, do you know a distracted driver or have you been a distracted driver? Anyone, anyone, anyone? Is that just me? Um, it's so funny. Uh, I've noticed here lately in traffic, um, maybe you've noticed too, maybe you're sitting at the stoplight and the light has turned green and nobody's going. <laughs> And it's like, okay, it's time to go now. It's time to go now. And what's, what's the first thing you probably think of? Yeah, beep your horn or like, they're probably on their phones. Distracted drivers. Um, that's been me. I've been on, on the end of that. But I've also been the distracted driver. So like, I'm waiting at the light and I'm like, I'm just gonna check my email real quick. So I get my phone out, I check my email and someone's honking at me. And I'm like, excuse me. Even though I'm honking at people, I'm like, excuse me, you're honking at me? Um, You're not going to, like, encourage me to go. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go slower just to upset you. Um, That's not passive aggressive at all. Uh, (laughs) But that has definitely been me. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah? Okay. Okay. All right. You're with me. Awesome. Last service, like, nobody did any of that. So, all right. Um, no, today I, I want to lead you in a passage, and then we're going to just kind of have a conversation about it. Does that sound good? Um, excuse me for this atrocity on my face. I actually, um, this is a plug to have your skin checked once a year, head to toe. Uh, I noticed a little bump right underneath my nose, and it, I went to go get it checked out. It hadn't been there long, and it turned out to be skin cancer. Um, and I, they caught it early enough that they just had to go on the first layer. So now I get to wear this beautiful Band-Aid right here, right beneath my nostril. It's so fun. Um, anyway, I'm thankful that they got it all. So yay. Yes. So get screened. All right. Uh, Ephesians. We're, today we're going to go through Ephesians 2, 6 through 10. And I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation. Um, so if you'll open your phones to Ephesians 2, 6 through 10. Um, Yeah, I borrowed that from, what's his name? Jim Baker with two Ks. Yeah, I love that when I had to use it. Uh, Okay, Ephesians 2, 6 through 10. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. That's where we are right now. Right now we're co-seated, as Scott said. And um, we didn't, you know, we did not have this meeting and connect all the dots. I'm so so thankful for Ben and his team leading in worship because it just really primed us for the message today. And I just love how uh, the Lord is really lining this up. And the reason why I'm expressing that to you is because I want you to hear the Lord speaking to you and not me speaking to you. This is a message from the Lord. Um, Let's just keep going in the scripture. Throughout the coming ages, we will be the visible display of the infinite riches of his grace and kindness, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved by faith. Nothing you did, I repeat, 
nothing you did could ever earn this salvation. Say, I didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't do it. It was him. Nothing you did could ever earn this salvation for it. It was the love gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. Isn't that good news? Oh, so good. We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, before you were even born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. This is why Sarah is so passionate at choices, as she has recognized God's plan uh, to advance their destiny on those lives, on each life. So uh, I just, I, I love the, the way that the Passion Translation can translate to us a, a language that we can easily adapt to our lives. Everyone, I believe, wants their destiny fulfilled. I don't believe, I don't think I've ever talked to someone that said, no, I'm good. I don't, I don't want a destiny. I don't need peace. I don't need joy. No, I'm good. You know, everyone wants that fulfillment of following their destiny, whether they're, a, even if they're not even a believer yet. I knew from a very early age, even before I was saved, that there was more. So that is why when I was a child, I was so drawn to the Ten Commandments at Easter every year. Guys, that was my church. I didn't go to church. My parents didn't take me to church. And watching that on the screen and the miracles, something was speaking to me destiny there's more so I just know like there's there is a, this destiny calling us um so I just have I had a couple questions reading through this these scriptures and maybe you do too like what does it mean to be co-seated with Christ and why um I didn't do this to me he did right you didn't decide, hey, one day, you didn't go, I want to be co-seated with Jesus. Let me see what I can do to get there, right? Am I right? Yeah. Uh, he did it to you, and you can't take credit for it. I bet you didn't know the same way I didn't know what I, all of this that I had access to when I said I do to Jesus. I literally didn't know. And um, that's great news because there's the discovery. Again, going back to there's always more. There's always more to discover about what is ours. But I'm here today to talk about what I feel has happened to us uh, because we are so distracted. I feel like we're in this great distraction and we have forgotten some of these things. And the Lord wants to say to you today, let me remind you who you are. Let me remind you where you are, and let me remind you what you have, okay? And so to be placed or seated in heaven actually means we've been given the perfection and authority to be there. We've been given the, uh, the perfection and authority to be seated with him, which gives us access, as Kylie was singing, unlimited access. As we yield to God, our prearranged destiny comes to pass. There's a yielding. That's what we're doing today. You driving to church today is a yielding. You watching online today 
is a yielding. We're yielding to God, uh, to our prearranged destiny as it comes to pass. We're rewarded for simply doing what he wants us to accomplish. Okay. Have you ever wondered about the Lord's prayer? I have like, I sing your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We did it today. Um, we are co-seated so that his kingdom can come, guys. So I just want you to make that connection. We are co-seated so his kingdom can come. And how do we know what the kingdom is? That was my question. Like, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth that is in heaven. What's the kingdom? Have you ever been down that rabbit hole? You want the red pill or the blue pill? Any Matrix, fan, Matrix fans out there? Yeah, red pill or blue pill. Um, what is the kingdom? I, t I took the red pill and I never looked back. <laughs> so the best way to know what the kingdom is to is to look at Jesus, right? Here's a shocker for you. Maybe you didn't know this. Jesus came as fully man, right? He forfeited everything to be born as a baby, needing everything, even though he was God. Jesus was God who had everything, but he came as a baby who needed everything. How many of you know a baby cannot take care of itself, right? A baby literally needs everything. They need us to do everything for them. This was how Jesus came into the earth. He came to save us, but why is fully man? Have you ever wondered that? Jesus was not supernatural before the cross. Yeah. In John 5, 19, it says he just, it says he did nothing apart from the Father. It was the Father working through him that created the supernatural ability. He chose to live with the same limitations as man, even though he was fully God. Think about it. He performed all of his miracles as a fully man. If he performed his miracles as God, then it would be unattainable for us, okay? If he actually performed any of those miracles as God, that means we can't get there. It's untainable for us. That was not his plan. But he did them as man, then that means I'm responsible to pursue his lifestyle. It's through the Lord, it's through God that we have access to the supernatural, we were created, we were actually created for the impossible. I mean, just take a look at the Marvel movies. I was talking about this at the first gathering. There's a fascination. There's a following. It's a culture. People show up at these movies all dressed up. Why is that? They're attracted to the impossible because it's in our DNA. There's a living from the unseen realm for us as believers. There's this verse, um, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. Some things are only discovered by the desperate. And so it's just interesting to me how there's this whole unseen realm that we have yet to fully tap into. Just imagine it with me for a minute. Imagine a whole kingdom realm filled with solutions, filled with wisdom, filled with light, filled with peace, filled with love that's not earthly, that we have access to pull down. 
it's the same God who put gold in the rocks, like, and put diamonds, like, you know how they get diamonds out? They, they pull the rocks out and they dig through the rocks to find the diamonds. Same thing with gold, right? Gold digger. God brought his kingdom with him, but left it unseen. Think about it. When he was, when he came in the form of a baby through Jesus, right? He left it unseen. Our real life is hidden in Christ, the scripture says. So how do we get the unseen into this scene? How do we get the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven? And as I said before, it's because of our position being co-seated, we have the ability to do that. Um, I love Bill Johnson. He said this. He said, our abundant life is hidden in the kingdom realm and only faith can make withdrawals. So really the function of faith, the way that faith operates is that it pulls the reality of his world into this one. So that's how we get kingdom, his kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. It is accessed through faith, through the faith of Jesus. So I just want us to just pause for a moment here. What do we actually believe about our life as a believer today? Like, what is your stance? This was a very challenging message for me because there's a lot of things that um, I had to, what's the word, uh, kind of face or, you know, kind of allowed to come to the surface that I, I, I was not actually believing. So I feel like this has kind of reconnected me to the truth of God's word, is that as a person uh, you know, Melissa, my friend, my good friend, Melissa, sitting in the front row here, you know, sitting, we're sitting in this seat or I'm standing right here on this floor, but I'm also co-seated. How is that possible? It's, it's a mystery. I can't explain all, all of that. Like, ha, has any, have you ever experienced something so supernatural? Like, there's literally no earthly explanation for what has happened. Has that ever happened to you? Um, that happened to me when I went on a missions trip to Palestine with Caleb and we were ministering in a camp, um, for orphans and widows and things like that. And, you know, it's true. I mean, terrorists live in Palestine, news shock, but, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, but we went there to just love ambush everybody. Like, I didn't know, like, who was who or anything like that. It wasn't like we were told, like, hey, this person is this. And we were just there in this setting, and we were worshiping, and we had this um, t uh, fire tunnel. Has anyone experienced a fire tunnel before? All right. If you haven't, it's really awesome, but it's just, uh, it's just the Holy Spirit just uh, encounters people. Anyway, so these people were coming through the fire tunnel, and this one gentleman who happened to be a, t a terrorist, he just got wrecked. He got so wrecked. He was laughing, crying. He went through, I don't know, it must have been 10 times. He just kept going through the fire tunnel. He kept going through the fire tunnel. He was probably confused, like, what is happening to me? This feels so good. And at one point, he jumped into Caleb's arms, you know, Caleb Hires, little skinny Caleb Hires. Jump, I think the dude was as skinny as he was, honestly. So Caleb's carrying this guy through the fire tunnel, and they're laughing, praising Jesus. So 
How many of you know you don't have to be a believer to encounter Jesus, okay? We owe the world an encounter. We really do. How many of you think that one of the many solutions to what's going on in the world is an encounter with Jesus, you know? And I, I feel like as believers, like, what do I actually believe about that? So I had no grid for that when that happened. It was my first time there. I honestly was so scared and apprehensive, and I'm not sure. I didn't know where I stood and all that, but I was amazed. All I could do is stand there and be amazed at what God did. No one could boast. No one could take credit for that. That was the Lord that really grabbed this guy, and he had this amazing encounter with the Holy Spirit. His life will never be the same. He is fully changed. And so these things are to be searched out. The, the things that God hides for us, not from us. He hides them for us so that we can search these mysteries out. And we discover them all the way. That's how faith operates. By faith, I'm stepping into even this country <laughs> to minister to these people. By faith, I'm stepping into doing this activate. I'm going to be teaching that. I'm, I'm stepping out in faith because I believe this is what God is speaking and saying Guys, it's, it's time for us to activate our faith. It's time. It's time. So what do you believe today about your life as a believer? Maybe you believed it when you first got saved and you've been simmering. Maybe you've been distracted. And I do believe we have, as a body, as a church, I see the big C church has forgotten who we are. And we've been given dominion, not Satan. We have been given. It was given to us. He steals it. We forfeit it and we give it away. We give our power away when we agree with the devil. Any division is the devil. Any disunity is the devil. Sin is the devil. And Jesus dealt with that. So what do we believe about our relationships with our family, with each other? Do I actually believe that God is not big enough to help me reconcile a relationship? Is the gulf too deep that as much as it is possible to, up to me, I can only control myself, but as much as it's possible for me to be at peace with my brother, with my sister, in Christ, and my family. Um, recently, he will not be watching this, so I feel uh, I can share this. Uh, I went home to visit my dad. He's, he's not a believer. And dad, if you are watching this by some chance, I love you. <laughs> uh, and the first night there, we got into a big, huge fight. And I didn't like that it turned into a shouting match, but it turned into a shouting match about COVID. And I could, I, I was so perplexed. It, it ended up, you know, we both said things that we regretted and I went into my bedroom, and I'm crying. I'm, I'm texting my team, and I said, just please pray for my dad, you know. Just please pray for us. I love him with, with all of my heart. He's my hero. And uh, I was a little desperate. I didn't know what to do. And um, I heard the Holy Spirit say, Tracy, your dad is not the enemy. The enemy's the enemy. And he's trying to bring division. And love is going to win. So I was like, you're right, Lord, you're right. Please forgive me. 
I sent him a text and I said, Dad, uh, no matter what was said or, or what you believe and what I believe, even though they're different, it doesn't matter. I love you. And I'm here to enjoy you and to spend time with you. And nothing else matters. We're going to have a good time together. And I just want you to know you're the greatest man I know. And so the next morning I woke up to a text with, I'm so sorry. And that's a lot for my dad. And he said, you know, if it means anything to you, I should have just kept my mouth shut. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the woman you are. And it just meant the world to me to hear those words. Look what happened. Like, come on. Division is the devil. What do you believe about relationships with your family? We've been distracted away from the kingdom. I absolutely know there's an invitation to think with God, not just good thoughts. Come on, guys. We have the mind of Christ. Let's start thinking with God, not just good thoughts. It requires in this hour for real solutions. You are actually created to solve a problem on the earth. I do believe that. It could just be my opinion, but I believe every person that is created is actually created to solve a problem. We have people in this room that are adopting and fostering, and they are solving the problem of orphans. We have a woman in this room that's solving a problem. Her name is Vicki. She has Kala, and she runs retreats, and these women are finding freedom. She's solving a problem. Some of you are getting married and having families. You're solving a problem because you're restoring the family model. How many of you know the devil is really distorting family right now? There's a whole generation that believes that they cannot have children because they're responsible to limit the population. They're responsible for population control. Did you guys know that? The first thing God told Adam and Eve to do was to what? Be fruitful and multiply. It says in, in, I believe, Psalms or Proverbs, I'm so sorry. But children are a gift from God. Look at that. Stealing our gift. We give it away. We need, we need solutions on the earth. You are a solution. And I just believe we are more convinced of our worthiness than his worth. And that we are more convinced of our inability over his ability. And we are seated with him. And that has to count for something, guys. So I just want to remind you today, you are seated with him. You have dominion and you have authority. Way more than we're using. Way more than I'm using. I haven't even, like, scratched the surface. We're just getting started. And let today be the day that, you, that we stop being distracted. The enemy has us beautifully distracted, guys. Many people repent enough to be forgiven, but not enough to see the kingdom. That's a quote from Bill Johnson. Jesus was found saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What was he saying? Well, let me tell you, repentance is not just an I'm sorry and turning away from sin and toward God, which is awesome and we should be doing that. But it actually means change the way you think. It's changing the way we think that we can actually discover um, the kingdom of God. And I'm sorry, but I feel like the church has hijacked the word repentance. It's been used for condemnation, and I'm so sorry for that. That's not what it's for. The focus of repentance is to change the way we think until his presence of his kingdom fills our thinking. 
The enemy's attempt is to distract us with the things that are visible, but it's the unseen realm that we're made to live in. We haven't asked to see what he sees, not what our eyes see, our physical eyes, our spiritual eyes. God, teach us to ask you to see what you see. Can you imagine our lives, living our lives not in reaction to COVID, not in reaction to fill in the blank? I just said COVID because that's the current situation. But we're always going to be facing a situation. How many of you know we faced situations 10 years ago? How many know that people that we read about in the Bible faced situations, right? Come on, let's get real now. We're always going to be facing a situation, but are we going to live our life in reaction to that? And I understand, I'm not, be, I'm not ignorant that there are some people, I mean, COVID is real, absolutely. I'm not d- dismissing the, the havoc that it's wreaked, the lives that have been lost, and I want to honor that, and I don't want to, anyone to hear what I'm not saying. But what I'm trying to say is there's always going to be something happening. And I know other places that have way more restrictions than us, like China. We have brothers and sisters in China that face communism, but they haven't reacted to that. They're responding to the heart of the Father, and they are in underground churches worshiping the Lord. And so I just feel like I could be wrong, and this word could just be totally for me, but I really feel like there's a lot of us are like, Let's wait and see what happens in the midterms in this year. Let's wait and see what happens in 2024 to see who gets in office. God isn't waiting (laughs) to see who's in office. First of all, he already knows. But he's saying, come and see what I see in the unseen realm and bring it to earth. Stop waiting. So I'm going to take that for myself because I have been doing that. I have been waiting. I've been saying, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait, you know, until X, Y, Z. I find myself saying that. And the Lord's like, Trace, stop waiting. I'm right here. Let's go. The light is green. Go. (laughs) But also you could see throughout the scriptures that we have these cycles of people forgetting who they are. Look at first and second kings. They thought that getting a new king was the solution. God was offering to lead them, and they're like, no, we know the solution. <laughs> Thanks, God, but we really know better, and we really want someone like a physical person that we can touch and see to lead us. Um, that's the solution. <laughs> we don't need to, we, we don't need you to lead us. We're good. But every time they got a new king, it was worse. Go read first, first and second Kings. It was a hot mess. <laughs> we are focused on the wrong direction and the devil has us beautifully distracted. And so I'm going to give us a few things that we can do right now um, as I close. And then I'm going to have the prayer team come up. But I feel like one of the, this, the, this is what I'm going to be doing, and you can join me, is to connect or reconnect to the truth of your dominion and power that was given to you. Ask the Lord, like, show me the power I've got. I've got the power. You know, that song, mm, mm, come on. 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> we've got resurrection power in our veins, guys. Come on, let's not forget. Yes, let's clap to Jesus. Resurrection power. Repent is a good way to start, which just means change the way you think about your life in Jesus. The light is green, go. That's what Jesus did when he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's saying, change the way you think about me and why I came. End division of any kind. Make that a plan. End division of any kind, whether it's in person, whether it's even online. End it. Don't participate in it. Stop being passive in your faith. You weren't created for that. You weren't created for that. You are powerful just as you are. Your voice matters right where you are. Maybe you need to get on a serve team or grow your faith. Or maybe it's going to counseling. I've done that. I did surrendering the secret. It was powerful. I got healing, guys. I got whole. If I hadn't done surrendering the secret, I wouldn't be standing up here. I'd still be a victim. Powerless victim. We're not victims. We're victors. We were built for victory. We were built to do hard things. Whatever your next step is. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.